Hello and welcome to the Rainus in Racing podcast. We've got no racing on at the moment. I think everyone's just struggling a little bit. So when there's no racing, what else could we focus on apart from our favourite races of all time to kick off this week's discussion? So I wanted to know, actually, I'll give you some background to this because this idea actually came from my own, my dad. So on Friday night, we were kind of like sat around having dinner and um, he just kind of came up with this random question to me. He said, Neve, what would you say is the best horse race of all time? And he said, don't answer straight away. Have a think about it. Go and make a podcast and come back to me with the answer. So this one's for him. Um, so it's quite a, it's quite a tricky question when you think about it because it's so open because the best race could be, you know, what was the most entertaining race, like with the best finish or does it need to have the best horses? Does it need to be the highest rated horses? Like, how would that work? So I thought I can't answer this on my own. We've got the entire panel here with us. We've got Killian, Luke and Sam. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a talk about different races, our favourite races, the best finishes, the best fields that have been assembled. And, yeah, we'll... We'll attack this question, guys. So the first kind of sub-question that I'm going to pose to everyone is what is, well, I say sub-question, the overarching question, I guess, what is the best race of all time? And take that however you want. Take that to mean, you know, whether it's most entertaining race or whatever. But yeah, what is the best race of all time? Either National Hunt or Flat, it doesn't matter. Um, I think for me... The one that I came up with for National Hunt, the standout race for me was the 2011 Cheltenham Gold Cup with Corto Star, Denman and Long Run kind of coming up to the final couple of fences together in a line. Absolutely unforgettable. Um, and then on the flat, I put the 2012 Judmont International Stakes purely because of the way that Frankel absolutely demolished an incredibly high quality field. So yeah, those two will probably be the standouts for me. Um, but Luke, I'll come to you next. What do you think is the best race of all time? Well, we were talking about like great finishes. I nominated the last a few weeks ago there at Cheltenham. We had Sam Crow. I know I've been harping on about it, but it was a great race. Like you had the freedom really going at it up the street. You had Melon, Sam Crow and Faheen. You know, everyone wanted Faheen to win with his mistake at second last probably cost him the race. It was a great finish as well with Sam Crow and Melon. Sam Crow just edging Melon on the line. The way that Melon was fighting back towards the end and no one really knew who'd won. I thought it was going to be dead heat probably. But Sam Crow just got it. And on the flat, um, another, I like, great finishes so one that came to mind for me was Marcia and Lady Aurelia a few years ago when Lady Aurelia and Frankie thought they'd done enough and Frankie was celebrating but Luke Morris and Marcia just about got up and Frankie was celebrating but Richard Hoyle the commentary had said Frankie thinks he's won but I'm not so sure and he'd called it well Marcia just had got up in time I thought that was a great race I think you're right I think the commentary can really make all the difference as well. And Richard Hoyles is definitely one who does it brilliantly. 
Um, Sam, what about you? What would be a, your standout as the best race of all time? This is a really hard question, like harder than your impossible quiz questions. I mean, I have really <laughs> struggled, um, but on the flat, um, someone recently sent me Soul Powers 2014 Nunthorpe, um, which he won under Richard Hughes. And it summed up for me what's so good about flat racing. It's like the speed, there's so many horses there with a chance and you just manage, it was just such an incredible ride to get him to kind of jump through all those gaps to get to the line when it really mattered and I really, really like that race. And then National Hunt, I really struggled to think of one. Um, but I think on a personal level for me, it could possibly be Don, Co- Don Cossack's Gold Cup because the horses in there, like Smad Place, Q Card, Irish Cavalier, Carlingford Lock, Jackadam, um, they were the horses that kind of got me into horse racing, really, and made me properly follow it. Um, I remember coming home from school and missing the race, so I had to watch it on Plus One. And I was like a huge Brian Cooper fan then. And I remember being really angry because Channel 4 um, stopped on the Plus One channel for the duration of his interview because he swore. And to this day, I've still not seen um, that that interview. And I think obviously Q Card fell in that race but and he deserved to win a Gold Cup. But he'll be remembered for the fact that he fell at the third last, what, twice? So it's, it's just the... Yeah, the uh, the layers to a uh, jump race really. You got all the little stories and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's I I completely forgotten about that race to be honest. And now that you say it, there was so much going on in there. Like cue cards, wasn't it? Like a million pounds, the million pound bonus he had on yes. the line when he yeah. fell there. Oh, absolutely heartbreaking. I wouldn't have won anyway. Um, Killian. <laughs> Each to their own, each to their own. Um, Killian, what about you? I hope I've saved the best till last here. Jeez, there was a very good, there was what an absolutely brilliant claimer around Dundalk two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> the clash of Yuftin and Tony de Gint. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> in, in all honesty, I would probably say Fahin's win in the floor gas this year at Leperstown. I mean, to win a, his second grade one over fences at the edge of 12 and the atmosphere there that day was just unreal. Um, and then on the flat, I actually have a race on the flat, believe it or not, lads. I would say wow. Frankel's win in the 2011 Guineas, just the way he did it, just set off. He was meant to have, um, you know, pace setter in the race, but Frank was just an absolute freak. And the commentary that he was twelve, was it twelve or fifteen lengths clear of the bushes in a in the guineas, like oh, it was just incredible. So they would be my two standout races. Yeah, absolutely unforgettable. But I now want to know what would you say is the greatest finish of all time because you know everything leading up during the race or the race it all adds to kind of the story as Sam was saying but you cannot be a head to head finish I think so for me the standout races I had I've actually got four written down here I couldn't pick just one so four that really stand out were um, obviously 
Enable and Constellation and last year's King George. That was absolutely insane. Um, and then Big Orange and Order of St. George as well. And then I've also got Stradivarius and Kew Gardens um, on Champions Day last year. Now, I was there and I genuinely, genuinely thought Stradivarius had got back up on the line. Like, just the gasp from the crowd as they showed the finish, like, in um, slow motion, it genuinely looked like he'd gotten back up, but just beaten by a really, really, really tough horse, Kew Gardens. But speaking of tough horses, I think for me, the greatest finish to a race was um, Many Clouds and Tickle Crack in that Cotswold chase. Um, now, I know, you know, we can dwell on the aftermath of that race, and it's really sad, but I think Many Clouds pulling out the fire and getting back up to overhaul a horse who at the time was dubbed to be invincible was just absolutely unforgettable and you know many clouds he wore his heart on his sleeve I mean you couldn't have written it he was that for me was just the most amazing finish to any race I've ever seen um Luke what about you what's finishes kind of stand out I've kind of mentioned Sam Crow for the National Hunt and Martian Lady Aurelia for but um, say another one I was at Leptown two years ago when Roaring Lion and Sam Crow or not Sam Crow Saxon Warrior fought it out in the Irish Champion Stake the two had a, had a big rivalry throughout the season I was a big Saxon Warrior fan and Roaring Lion it was a, just a great year for the three year old and Sam Crow was just edged over or Sam, Saxon Warrior was just edged over by Roaring Lion and the great finish to be better neck Two superstars of the generation. Just sadly, that uh, Saxon Warrior got injured in the race, which probably cost him the race. Yeah, because it was literally during that finish, wasn't it? The Saxon Warrior had that career. Well, he kind of hung up. Um, but he no, kind of hung up the straight a bit into the rail, and Ryan couldn't. He just put the stick down and rode him hands to heels, which is the most sensible thing to do, and just be edged out. Yeah, I mean, two absolutely incredible three-year-olds. And I, for one, I was always kind of just playing a warrior on that a little bit more. I thought, you know, I always thought an awful lot of that horse. So, oh, to think he could have gotten even closer to a roaring lion had he not got that injury. Um, but Sam, moving on, what for you would be your like best finish of all time um i'd say neptune colonge's grand national in 2012 um he was together with sunny hill boy from foynaven but um he slipped back to the back of the leading pack as they were kind of turning for home um but by the elbow it was quite a kind of a bit of a roller coaster because you had seabass and katie walsh there kind of looking like it was a live chance of her becoming the first female jockey to win the national and I think she's got the closest of any jockey to date um, and then you've got Sunny Hill Boy and Richie McLaren who just kind of gone for home Daryl Jacob uh, never kind of gave up hope with Neptune Clonge and they just kept going and going and going until eventually they headed Sunny Hill Boy on the line and it was just I think it was an amazing race um, it, it was one that kind of jumped into my head straight away and I've watched it back today and 
gives me goosebumps. Great. <laughs> now, wasn't that like the closest finish to a Grand National ever? It, I know it was in nose. I'm not sure if. It... Yeah. Anyway, um, Killian, what about you? And please don't say a claimer from Dundalk. <laughs> okay, Lord Windermere's winning the Gold Cup. <laughs> no, um, I would say Don Run's uh, Gold Cup win in 1986. She's the first horse to do the champion hurdle and Gold Cup double. Uh, great mare. She won the English, Irish and French champion hurdle also. And I suppose Peter Sullivan's commentary in that uh, Gold Cup in 1986, you know, will go down in history. Uh, coming to last, she looked to be eaten. But I suppose it was only in the last 200 yards she started to pick up. And that iconic line from Peter, uh, the mayor is beginning to get up. Uh, fantastic race. And we'll go down and race in folklore. Absolutely. I mean, it's so, like, to think in the present day, to put it into context the present day, it's unheard of, really, to have a horse win both the Gold Cup and the Champion Hurdle. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's an achievement that probably will ever happen again. Um, but moving on to the next question. When it comes to picking the best race of all time, would you say that the quality of the field, so the horses in that race, is more important than, say, the entertainment value, so the closer finish? So but Luke, what would you say would be more important for you? Uh, it's hard to pick one. I'd probably go somewhere in between, say on the fence. Like, you're not going to tie finishes. They're great, but you're not going to remember a tight finish of a bad race like, compared to, say, a good race where a good horse wins by a few lengths. Compared, or like last week or a few weeks ago, there, like, you remember Sam Crow getting the better of Melon and Faheen in a close race with good horses more so than if he had won a few lengths so it's kind of hand in hand really yeah fair enough um sam what would you say would be your deciding factor well when you think about it i mean i've seen some amazing finishes like in class fours around leicester um and they're never going to be the races that go down as the best races of all time um, because obviously they're class four horses, but the finishes have been amazing. Um, so you do definitely need to have some horses with quite high profiles in the good races for them to qualify to be the best race of all time. But I suppose you need a good finish to make an amazing race. You can have the horses, but if they all kind of finish strung out, you don't. it's not as impactful as, say, like the Gold Cup. This year, I mean, you've got the horses, you've got the finish. You've got two leading um, three-mile chasers, Albion Photo and then Lost in Translation, who's up and coming, like, jumping the last together. And you've got Santini finishing quickly. It gave such a good race because you've got those horses as well and they're able to give you that on the biggest stage at Cheltenham. You're absolutely right there, Sam. Um, no, I think you've made a really, really strong point there. Um, Killian, what about you? Would you remember your... Um, claim around Dundalk or would you remember a race like the Gold Cup? Oh, sure, you have to remember the claimers. They're the best races. <laughs> um, 
But like there's plenty of close finishes in 45 to 65 handicaps, but like like you won't remember them. Quality, you have to put quality kind of you bear that in mind when you're kind of evaluating the race. Like at Cheltenham this year, I think the best finish we had was in the Arbor Bartlett, where we had Monkfish, uh, with Paul Townend, Lace Exhibition, Brian Cooper, um, Davy Russell was on Fury Road and Richard Johnson on Time Hill. Like they all had a chance going to the last and it was really tight, you know, good race riding, top jockeys and top horses. There was only about a length between the front three, uh, proper race on the biggest stage and they'd be the ones you'd remember most, to be honest. And then what would you say is the highest quality field that you can remember in one single race? So when I thought of this, um, my first initial kind of thought was the um, was the Arc de Triomphe. So, I mean, the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. Um, because every year it kind of turns out that top quality field, it's all the best middle distance horses clashing. And the one that I thought of was the, was it the 2015 renewal? When you had... Or it might have been the 2014 one, actually. You had Trev, you had Tegruda, Flincher, all of these great horses. Um, and then actually, when Golden Horn won it as well, that was another really good field. And I just, and then I was thinking, oh, but what about the 2016 field as well? You had Found and um, Order of St. George. And then I was thinking, you know what? It's just a good race every single year. And um, yeah, I think those fields are always the unforgettable ones but also then when I thought more about it the 2016 Irish champion stakes and I remember at the time thinking this is one of the best fields that we're ever going to see in a race you had Almanzor you had Found you had Minding you had Harzand the Derby winner you had New Bay you had Highland Real, all of these absolutely fantastic horses who all in their own right had the profile to win a race like this, but they just all happened to all come at this come along at the same time. So yeah, that was another one that really stood out for me. Um but Luke, what would you say it would be your the highest quality field you can remember being assembled? I'm going to go with the 2015 renewal of the Irish Champion Stakes. You had found in second behind Golden Horn. It free eagle back in third. There was a bit of controversy towards the finish when Golden Horn came out in front of free eagle. Caused a bit of interference there, but a bit dramatic towards the end. It was just a great race and you had the superstars in there. Sam, what would be your standout field that you've seen um i'm i agree with you the irish champion states of 2016 it's a race that um i love i think it i was so excited for it when it actually happened because i'm a huge minding fan um but yeah it's just got so much quality when you look through what all the horses have done subsequently and it's very exciting that you think with horses like al manzor um highland real harzand hawkbill with their foals, you never know. We could have another another version of that race with all of them as sires, just with their offspring. So it's very exciting. Um, and then I had a 
thought as well of um, enables at Churchill Downs um, her Breeders' Cup turf win. I think that was an that was an amazing um, finish. That probably could have gone as one of the greatest finishes with Enable and Magical. Um, but those two mares, they're probably the leading mares of the um, of recent times, I suppose. And then you've got Volgeist in fifth, Talismanic in sixth. Um, yeah, it was a really good, probably not with the amount of depth of the Irish champion stakes, but it was a good race. Absolutely. That was another one I'd like completely forgotten about. And now you say it, I'm like, you know, we are really, really lucky to have these great races put together. Um, Killian, what about you? Um, this year's championships had the makings of one of the highest quality fields. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it due to the defects of Altior and Chaplin Persuas, which was disappointing. But um, the one I was looking at, uh, the 2016 Supreme Novices Hurdle that Altior won. He beat Min seven lengths and Min went on. You know, he won this year's Ryanair. But Verdeer was back in third, a two-time champion hurdle winner. Um, in seventh, Luke's favourite horse, Super Sunday. And another good yardstick in eight, Petit Mouchoir. That was a fairly high-quality field now. Yeah, and actually that was... I was going to ask... Um you what you thought the highest quality national hunt field was so I'm glad that you've given me one already you're on the ball today Killian. I'm always on the ball uh, uh, arguable arguable um what about um your favorite your personal favorite race of all time because it's all well and good looking at you know the best quality fields and the best finishes and the best races but every race you know, you're going to always have those races that just have that personal touch, whether it's because of a horse, whether it's because of a story or whatever. Um, so for me, there were two that stood out. And the first one was quite predictable. If you know me, I will always say this. It's the 2014 King George the Sixth Chase when Silvignaco Conti made a quality field look ordinary as he just jumped them into submission and flew home and that for me was my favorite race just because you know it was this horse that I was absolutely obsessed with and um without a doubt that was his his best day um but another one that I I think my favorite flat race is um the 2017 gold cup at Ascot just because coming into the race I just I had all this faith in Big Orange and I just remember a lot of people just trying to put me off him because they were like Order of St George is a certainty Big Orange won't stay and I just I you know I, I wasn't convinced he'd stay but I just thought you know what actually I can't go against him he was just a really lovable horse he was the people's horse going into that race and just he would not give up that day and it's absolutely just an unforgettable performance because he shouldn't have won it. In theory, the way that Order of St. George was finishing, like Big Orange, he there was no way he could have held on, but he still did. And um, yeah, that was that was really a standout for me. And I think that would probably be my favourite flat race. Um, and then I went to the Newmarket Open weekend, actually, 
um, a couple of months after. And we watched all the horses out on the gallops and um, saw the likes of Enable that day and Cracksman. And um, the yards opened not long after that. And my mum was like, right, where do you want to go first? And the first thing I said was, I want to go to Michael Bell and I want to meet Big Orange. And they were there and they had like, they were giving out carrots that you could feed him and everything. And he was just absolutely loving the occasion. So I think that was a really nice little subtext to that race was just the character that this horse had. And, I, you know, he's so he's such, a, you know, a well-known figure and just really, really popular. So I think that was definitely it a really memorable race um but luke what would be your favorite race of all time for national hunt anyway i'd go with pahin's win in the flow gas there dublin racing festival i remember just him coming across the line in front just easy game was coming at him towards the line but he just held on and i was i was quick enough getting around to the parade ring and I get around and Killian's already standing there. And it's like, how did he get around this fast? Killian says, I'm after running around. So Killian <laughs> sprinted around. He wasn't the only one to sprint around. Many people sprinted around. He's just a legend of a horse. They get 12 to win. And you can see like the impact he has on people like for them to run around. I've never seen Killian run, <laughs> but he's fast that day. Kina, you're just um, slow. <laughs> I was quick enough. Mint <laughs> I know. On the flat, we'll go with see the stars win in the arc when he got the better of a good field. I just remember him being the six lengths down in commentary and the commentary saying he'll have to be a good horse to win, but I think he is, and he'll just winning well. He's a, I thought he's a bit under uh, underrated because he only ever done enough. I think he was top class, and that was one of my favorite races. Yeah, I think, to be honest, See the Stars was just before I got into racing. And I think he was almost a little bit unlucky that Frankel came along not long after he'd retired. So I think he's kind of been cast in his shadow a little bit. But he's an amazing horse in his own right to achieve what he did as a three-year-old. was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, Sam, what would be your favourite race? Um so mine would probably be Smad Places Hennessy in 2015. Um, I just loved the way he just looked like he was really enjoying himself. He was an amazing jumper. His ears were just pricked going into the last, and he was just having an amazing time. He won by miles, um, and he's always been a horse that's really special to me. And then obviously Macaulay's Hill winning his little race round Cheltenham at the start of the season. That's probably one of my favourite races. Um because I'm sentimental like that. And um, another horse as well, Minding, her giddies. Um, I watched it back the other day, and she was breathtaking. Probably my three favourite racehorses. <laughs> the three occasions where Sam absolutely lost it. <laughs> yeah, can't even, can't yeah. even lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Killian. I kind of have a feeling that Luke might have stolen your answer here. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Luke there with Fahin's win at Leopardstown. But um, I suppose listening to our Oscar too would have to be up there this year. Uh, but the one I'm going to choose is uh, the 2016 Entry Grand National, which ruled the world one for Mouse Morris and the young David Mullins. Um, 
I suppose it kind of got me really hooked on racing because I'd, I'd backed Rule the World at 50 to 1 and I'd also backed Vix Canvas at 100 to 1. Uh, it was a great finish. Like Vix Canvas was 13 years of age at that time and he ran his heart out. And Rule the World was a novice. He hadn't won, I, I don't think he'd won over fences. I'd picked him out after he finished second to, to No More Heroes at Leopardstown. Unfortunately, we lost no more heroes in Cheltenham. I think he would have won a World Cup, to be honest. But I suppose that race really uh, got me hooked on racing. And it's one I look back on with fond, fond memories. And then talking about the Grand National, I mean, Killian, I'm guessing that that would be your answer to my next question. But um, obviously, it was meant to be this weekend. Um, unfortunately not to be right now but I think we can all relate and say it's the absolutely the right decision that has been made um, but you know we can't not mention the Grand National on the week that you know it's meant to be so what would be your favourite renewal of the Grand National if you had to pick one what would it be um, so I think for me and I'm going to say one of these, but they both involve the same horse. Um, I think my favourite one would be the um, 1973 Grand National, where Red Rum overhauled Crisp in the final strides. I just think every time I watch that race, and I just I cannot believe that he gets up. He comes from nowhere. And Chris was so far clear the whole way round. He's jumped brilliantly. He's done nothing wrong apart from not win. And um, I think that was just an unforgettable win for me. And then, of course, with the following few years, for Red Rum to go on and win three was just amazing. And actually, the other race that I had in mind was his final Grand National, purely because, and we mentioned earlier, the importance of commentary. Sir Peter O'Sullivan's incredible commentary of Red Rum's third win in the Grand National and just the reaction from the crowd as well. You could see how important it was. And, you know, I think just in terms of emotion and atmosphere, that is another one that is up there with the best renewals of the Grand National. Um, but it's like, I know Red Rum's a really important horse to a lot of people and I mean, for me, I even remember when I was really, really little, like a toddler, being told stories about Red Rum. My family is from the area around Aintree, and he's just synonymous with Aintree and with Liverpool. Everyone knows Red Rum. So, yeah, for me, those would be the standout renewals of the Grand National. Um, but, Luke, what would be your kind of favourite Grand National that you've seen? It'd have to be Tiger Old's first win in 2018 when it just got the better of Pleasant Company and David Mullins again. There was just bet. It was a great race. The Tiger Old for such a small horse. No one really knew if he's going to take to it. And he took to it so well, judging every fence really well. And just the way he, he looked to be cruising on the, at the elbow, but just kind of got tired the last 50 yards, which gave Pleasant Company the chance to kind of gave him a chance to come back at him and he just held on. It was a great race and you could see Gordon Elliott celebrating after when the number got called out and Tiger Roll had won. 
it's a great race for me. I remember that year my dad had Tiger Roll and Pleasant Company in our family sweepstakes and he didn't let us live <laughs> it down. Um, Sam, you mentioned the 2012 Grand National earlier. Would that be your favourite um, renewal? I think it's, it's probably joint with one of them, but I always remember the 2012 one as well because I swapped from being with Sunny Hill Boy um, to the horse that fell at first and... I think I was so oh. like, annoyed through the entirety of that finish, but I just couldn't get over what an amazing race it was. Like I said before, it was an amazing finish. And also, I think I agree with Killian with all the world. Um, we were at my auntie's for her birthday because she had a Grand National kind of party, and I won the sweepstake, got 40 quid out of it, so I was over the moon. And then to listen to the story um, oh, wow. as well afterwards with, like, Mouse Morris's son, um, what happened with him, and... David Mullins obviously being so young and um <clears throat> and yeah he uh, I think he yeah it was just a really really great race and obviously he was a novice so which made it all that more impressive I actually I watched that race on my phone in um a airport in America <laughs> <laughs> fun fact there I was like just we were on our way back from Florida and I just remember thinking, because I kind of, I asked my mum, I was like, when, like, what day are we kind of travelling back? And she said, oh, Saturday. And my first thought was, oh no, I'm going to miss the national. <laughs> but I didn't. I got onto some Wi-Fi somewhere and I managed to watch that race. Um Killian, would that be your favourite renewal? Would you uh, well, I've touched on the 2016 Grand National, but I'd have to agree with you, Neve, with the 1973 race. Like, for Chris' performance on that was probably the best losing performance ever. Like, any other year, he probably would have won the race. Uh, he was just unlucky to encounter yeah. Ray Rum that day. Like, he had 12 stone, and he was he was a two-mile horse running the Grand National. He basically led the whole way until Red Rum reeled him in the last 50 yards. Um, that's actually, that's, that's an unbelievable race, to be fair. Uh, Crisp should, should get a lot more recognition for that. That was an incredible performance, even though he lost. Yeah, I think, well, because they were well clear, weren't they? You know Twitter Tartilinski at one stage? They're carrying a stone and a half more than Red Rum. Wow. I mean, that in itself is just an amazing performance. Like, take away Red Rum, take away the performance of the winner. I think Chris probably ran, like, the more admirable race that day. But he just wasn't, like, he, every time I watch it, I just think, how does this horse get caught on the line? But, I mean, that's... That's what a race is, isn't it? It's two great horses. That's what really makes it memorable. Um, and we posed the question to our followers on Twitter, what do you think is the best race of all time and which is your favourite race of all time? So I'm going to read out a few of your responses today. Um, so Jamie Brownlow has been in touch. He said that his favourite race of all was Big Orange against Order of St. George in the Royal Ascot meeting. He agrees with me, guys. Um William has been in touch and said 
that Arvik in the Tote Sport Bowl was his favourite race. Um, Davo has said his favourite race of all time was the 2011 Betfair Chase at Haydock. Corto Star coming back from a threatened retirement and he has never seen before or since the atmosphere like that day in the winner's enclosure. And another one for the 2011 King George was Sam, who has said that race. And the other one, Dave has been in touch. Oh, sorry. Um, Sam said the King George and Davo said the Betfair Chase, the Corto Star. Um, and Dave's been in touch and said, it's so difficult to say the greatest race of all time. There's been so many great ones. So I thought I'd throw in a wild card and say Trev's first win in the arc. She's been forgotten how good she was. And the race I enjoyed, looking back, it has to be Frankel's Guineas. So thank you all for getting in touch with us. And yeah, some really, really great answers there. So I think it's about time we moved on to a game. Um, so I'm not doing an impossible quiz this week. I think if we have it every week, it's just going to fry our brains a bit. So this week we're going to play a nice game. We've played it before. Um, it's the alphabet game. So we did it, I can't remember a few, it was a few weeks ago when we had Luca on. Um, but we did it with National Hunt Horses. But this time we're going to do it with flat horses. So it could be from any era in history, whenever you want, just as long as we go in the order of the alphabet. So I think we'll do it in the same order that we did the discussion. So I'll start, then we can have Luke, then Sam, then Killian. And we just go until we get to the end of the alphabet. Um, so I'll get us started. So A, I'm going to go with... Oh, gosh, this is a good start, isn't it? <laughs> um, all I can think is Ali Power. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to go with American Pharaoh. Um, so, Luke, B. your turn. B in the flat. Beethoven. Um, C, Circus Maximus. Killian. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. We we can just edit out this Ooh. blank pause. Um, Killian, you're, you're <laughs> nah, sorry to look speak. out for. we got to appreciate My sorry to look out for. You sprinter. Starting with D. Due, due diligence. Oh, yeah. He's actually a good sir. <laughs> I, I would have said double trigger. Um, Killian, do you want to do another one? Do you want to do E? D, um, enable. Lovely. F, Frankel, obviously. Luke, Galileo. G. Sam. Is Archibald one? Um, she, um, he was a <sighs> national hunt horse. Um, Highland Real. Yes, 
That's me. Iridescent. Gillian, I. Ooh, that was quick. That's more like it. Um, Jay. <laughs> Irish Derby winner. John Gosden trained. Good often. Oh, Jack Hobbs. Thanks, Luke. You can have um Kameko. Uh, Kamecho. The <laughs> whatever. The first year for charity winner. Kamecho, whatever it is. Kamiko, yeah. Kamiko. My horse yeah. to follow. My horse to follow. Yeah. Um Sam. Um L. Logician. Well done. Killian M. Micromanage. Clever. We were just talking about that horse. Um oh, I've got M. Um Nelson. Oh. Luke, your go. Um. Oh. Oh, I can think of one. Scaffold. You know what? I don't know. Second in a gold cup in 2012. Flat Aiden's big stay in York. Yeah. Aiden's big stay in York. They got beaten in the Irish St. 16 to 1 on. Order St. George. That's a bikina. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said, I was thinking of Opinion Park. I don't know why. We just picked that. Um... Sam P. Um, postponed. Oh, yeah, great horse. Um, Killian Q. That's a nasty one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. How did I get that quicker than Jay? Um, <laughs> want to give me a clue? Coronation Stakes winner for France. I think she won the Duke of Cambridge. Did Kiwi run on the flat? That hard. Kiwi. Who? I know, I know he ran in a Supreme. I think he ran on the flat too. Yeah, he did. Kiwi. I know, he, he was owned by Godolphin for Charlie Appleby. I was going to say Quarto for them. That's what I thought of. Kiwi. Who was I going for? I was going for um, Kmart. Kiwi was second to Ginny's Jewel in the Ascot Stakes. Right. Um, what comes up to Q? Ah, ah, um, God, I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> ah, second in the night, yeah, yeah. roly poly. <laughs> yeah, 
There we go. What a legend. S. Keener. Um, Stellar Mass. <laughs> Sam, you've got two. Um, I'm going with the Grey Gatsby. Ooh. Killian, you've got you. Why am I getting all the hard ones? <laughs> I've got V next. Don't even get started. <laughs> you. I'd say you were a dead run in the flat, did you? Maybe. For Mr. Vili Muddens. Who? You are a dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. He won the amateur handicap at Galway in the flat. Yep. Second in the Cesar, which two? Got the. <laughs> um. Oh, I have one. That big, that big staying horse from France. Aga Canon. Oh, there you go. Zero bad. Lovely horse. Um, that be W. Luke. Workforce. How are you so good at this Under game? Flat. <laughs> Sam, Sam, I'm so sorry. You've got X. That's fine. Zion Express <laughs> with Mick Appleby. Okay, Sam wins. <laughs> <laughs> Killian, you've got why? Your favourite Dundalk horse. Oh, Killian, don't let us down. My favourite Dundalk horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're Man all the my favourites. <laughs> Yuffton. Your favourite claim, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I've got Zed, so I'm going to go with Zenyata. So that's all from the Rainsome Racing podcast this week. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can get in touch with us with the, with the usual channels, either at Rainington Racing on Twitter or RainingtonRacingOutlook.com via email. Um, from all of us here, we hope you stay safe and we will be back with a brand new episode next week. So we hope you can join us next time.